0: This is Shakaar speak. All right, Chino. Sorry, man. We're holding you captive. On uh, it's uh, good. It's all right. It's good to be kidnapped sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> like that you've had. I like that you've been kidnapped more than once. Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> You're used to it. All right. We're rolling. Oh, we're rolling. Okay. Yeah, we're so rolling. hey. Go yeah, we're there. hey Shaco it's Shaco Artspeak. I'm Ryan Leterio you know with my goes. co-host Gareth Blackwell, What's Dr. Smack <laughs> Smell. Always doing well. Um, and we're here with Chino Amobi. Um we had Chino on like uh just about just close to two years ago. Yeah. And so uh Chino's a part of our, our current exhibition at Shaco Art Space called Four Horsemen and the Apocalypse. Yeah. And um so he's one of the four painters in this show, Chino uh does um many things, so we wanted to have him back on to talk about what's what what he's been doing lately and um kind of some of the work that you've been you've been working on as far as the paintings go in the exhibition so welcome Chino hey, hey what's up y'all yeah so how's <laughs> it going man
1: uh yeah i've been doing I've been doing well um you know twenty twenty has been a crazy year for everybody <laughs> yeah you know except for me yeah yeah <laughs> but um i I think that like uh, a lot of a lot of good things have happened, and just also I've been thinking a lot about not necessarily thinking about uh, things that have happened as like bad in a way. Like obviously things happen that affect us, and we have to process them. But um, I will say that um, these things that have happened in in my life and everybody's life and I don't want to like downplay anything yeah but I just think about what what I've learned for, learned from them and there's like a lot of things I feel like I've I've learned through through the year mm-hmm. um, that have been good for me to learn um, and and that has has affected my work and my like personal life
0: as well. That's interesting. I- <clears throat> And I don't, you know, you don't have to chase us down any further than you feel like you want to. Yeah. But it makes me think about the last time we talked. Just as a as a, a reference point, so when we talked last, you were looking at your last year of grad school in design communications. I guess is that the degree? Is it or graphic design? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so there was a you were in an, in an educational environment, right? And then you're talking about a kind of education or experience of learning that has transpired in, in the midst of being out of school. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if you, if there's like a, a way to pivot, like if you could say, like, where were you at in, in terms of your mindset, closing out school? And then how has the, how has that point to now, uh, changed or not?
1: Yeah. Well, um, being in school, it was very concentrated, very like insular in a lot of ways. Um, I I got a lot out of it, you know, and and I'm just starting to realize more of what I got out of it in terms of the way I work, the way that I um, use design as a container for a lot of my work. Like, for example, stuff that I'm working on with fashion right now um, that is coming out of the way that I'm using, like, my paintings as uh the main impetus and feature on the garments, I think that uh what things that I had learned in design school have helped me to mm, not uh compartmentalize the work as much mm. so <clears throat> i'm I feel like I'm able to uh, combine painting, music, writing, uh, fashion, design, f- short film, video work, performance, all these things in a, in a, in a way that's more fluid mm-hmm. and um, less like rigid not to say that it was ever like really really rigid because I've, I've always moved between these things but like I think with a little bit more ease or like g- grace for myself too mm-hmm. like um not feeling that um they necessarily have to be able to stand alone and that also um Everything doesn't have to be all finished and perfectly processed for me to be able to like move forward with it. Like uh, a, more of a comfortability with themes being um, a little bit more open or unfinished, but still or in process, but at the same time, still thinking about quality, and wanting people to be able to interact with it on a level that they can walk away from it thinking that like they had an enriching experience or or some or something with with the work or and some type of engagement or interaction that is valuable to them, but yeah, just feeling a little bit more free. Like school, definitely, I, I experimented with a lot and tried a lot of different things um, with the work. Um, but now
0: I feel like it's more operating on like muscle memory in a way. It's it's kind of. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I, I, no. Yeah. I I connect to the muscle memory thing because I feel like there's things that I do, like if I if I go to paint, which I'm planning some work uh, this break, this winter yeah. break, and I you know I was talking to my wife and I was saying that like in some ways that's the way I paint is based on muscle memory, mm. and I'm trying to um, intervene, afresh. Against the backdrop of my muscle memory yeah. I and mean, up my up, up the ante in my work because I've been able to make at the level that I could, but because my attention's been turned to other things. But I think I relate to what you're saying about, um, I mean, I think Gareth could, Gareth could chime in as well because we've been collaborating so much. What I relate to, maybe in this season, is the freedom of mind mm-hmm. to make without qualifying. Yeah, right. The, Like if there is differentiation between one thing and another, that is not a differentiation that has to be, that has to divide me. Absolutely. So it can be, it can, you could think of it as fluid or flowing from me. Be, but I'm not contending within myself about feeling bad about one thing or another. That's that's huge, you yeah. Know? The feeling bad about
1: things is like the the freedom to not have to feel bad about like, oh, giving this attention and not giving this attention right. or like putting pressures. I think also time has like ceased to exist in a sort of way, which is like obviously we're still, you know – Operating in this like linear time, you know, but like we can get into a whole thing about time, you know, being like, (laughs) you know, it's just so like illusory and uh, very transitory. But I think there's a beauty in like things that are transitory as well. But also what I will say with like. So I was I was teaching to, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, last time we talked as well while I was going to school and then I taught for a year after that, as well at VCU, and that was a great experience too. It's operating on a different. When COVID started, time I feel like just like slowed down in a major way in terms of um, deadlines and um, you know the whole like bam 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 bam, bam like emails mm-hmm. not as not the, the the same amount of emails because performances stopped. You know um, I haven't done a show outside of the country since December of last year, wow. around this time. Yeah. So, you know, I've had more time to be able to, uh, and and also I've been teaching independently recently too, like doing like one-on-one art advising, music advising, like through Zoom and stuff like that. So that has also changed the timeline as well in terms of me being able to also say, okay, I can work on these things at, at like my pace. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to – I mean I'm, deadlines, can, de- deadlines are great in terms of like productivity and trying to meet a goal, you know, so those are also good. But also like I think there's a value in like boredom even. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times – I was reading about boredom recently – and like, you know, it gets a, a lot of times a bad rap in like in like our culture in like, oh, you're not being productive. You're not utilizing your time right. You're not using your imagination well enough. But I think that there's something with like sitting with yourself and getting more comfortable with yourself and processing those emotions that you may not want to confront in terms of feeling like you're undervalued or not being product- productive enough that can come out in your work in in a great way when you like just sit with yourself, you mm-hmm. know. So it, it's 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 mysterious though cuz it's like you can't quantify it so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I think it can affect the quality of your work to be able to just like you know, sit with yourself, spend time in nature, you know, talk to friends, you mm-hmm. know, like actually be a human being mm-hmm. <laughs> again, like you know, which I feel like in a, a lot of ways with school, school was really good, but it was also very isolating in a lot of ways too.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you get in your head so much and, you yep. know, you know, you, yeah. you know, y- y'all both experienced <laughs> it, which is, you know, sometimes you got to do There's a, there's a season for everything. Right. That's, that's what I'll ultimately like that, that time had to happen. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a different season and just trying to like, embrace all of those more i i i can i can get a little loquacious so like you can stop me whenever yeah. you know it's <laughs> no, like, it's, that's it's, why we have you on man. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: if you're not doing it then we're doing it so. right
1: right right. <laughs> it's gonna happen
0: regardless <laughs> for sure um
2: yeah i think i mean i think it's i mean that's hugely important and i think it's that time of year where everybody kind of gets in a spot where they feel a bit more comfortable actually reflecting right yeah i think for if, sure if 2020 has been anything i think a lot of it's been uh like trying to keep the wheels moving. Yeah. And, and I think the question that we're all kind of at a space now to like kind of in a healthy way answer is like, did those ne- wheels need to keep moving? Mm. Did those mm. things have to stick around? Mm. You know, and I think, um, you know, one of the positives, and I think we talked about this even close to the beginning, that like one of the positive things that could come out of such a terrible situation is, as most of 2020 has been, has been the ability to really take a step back. Yeah, yeah. Because that's huge. I mean, like, you know, we've talked about it in other respects with the work that people make. Like, it's hard to do work if you're not actually looking at the work you've done. You know, how do you do that Very moving forward so. if you haven't looked at it, yeah. if you haven't really considered it or thought about it? And we've talked about that in the space of, like, critique. We've talked about that in the space of, like, professionalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, like, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about in terms of, like, setting up stuff for writing grants. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there's a lot of ways where we have to really look at our work and I think we've been, uh, you know, given a gift we didn't want mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in 2020 because we've been given a good space to do that. Mm. Um, you know, where uh, you know, I know folks who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going outside now, you know, where I wasn't in 2019, yeah. you right. know, where I, I was, I, I was like in my studio, I was just doing my same. work, you know, it was morning to night. It was only dark when I was outside. Like and now yeah. in the middle of the day, they're taking that kind of like mental health walk.
1: Right. Right. You know,
2: And, and it's actually impacting their work. So I think that's a huge, a huge space to talk about. Um, that makes a lot
0: of sense. <laughs> well, it makes me, you know, I mean, there's people, we're not out of this. You no, know, that's no. the, that's the the scary part. So you have to choose, how you orient yourself towards this is the life that you have. So like, you know, I just turned 45 on Sunday. Mm. So I'm like, that's the first time. Like, I think my age has weighed on me in a real way. And I think partly because you got, you've lived so much time. Like you're on the tail end of that optimal season of your life. Like there's more optimal time behind me than there is in front of me in a lot of ways. And so you started looking at it like, whoa, so what was my life uh, contributing or amounting to, or, leaving behind and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think that question takes on more precedence against the backdrop of like a, a kind of global pandemic where people's lives are being lost and so on. Like right. there's a sobriety to it. But at the same time, we you know, as long as there's like, it sounds sad, but as long as there's breath to breathe, there's an opportunity to actually Absolutely. have a, 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 better, a better attitude or orientation towards it. So I've been massively confronted with that opportunity and not always able to take it as such and when i think about it one of the things that's been there's two things that have kind of weighed on me that i'm considering is is just that uh freedom of mind to make and do not like not do me do what i want to do but what i mean is there's things that I, i want to do that i think the voices that shaped a lot of my understanding experience didn't give me permission to do yeah in my yeah, formative yeah. <laughs> academic experience mm-hmm. and so i think what i'm coming to is the total death of those fake voices right. that still uh exist in my head uh that that uh short circuit my creative imagination if you will because i'm always processing through these other voices yeah. that somehow um tend to be more restricting than than giving license to it's like it's like inheriting a uh, mom and dad's Insecurities. No, no, no. You I relate I mean? to that super heavy. Yeah. Like, like in terms of
1: those things that you've inherited, and like you bring, you know, that stuff into the way that you live your life, and it's those illusions, you know, and a lot of that. So much of that is like fear based, yep. and I, again, going back to the like, I don't want to. Play the game of like saying, Oh, I'm blaming these person or blaming that person, which is not what you're saying at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I also am trying to like embrace like what I've been taught in terms of like not thinking of it as bad, but this is something that you can learn from. Cause even if something somebody tells you something that is not like what you want to like do, I think that that you can still learn mm-hmm. from what they're telling you to like pivot into something like like a teacher who tells you you should only paint a sort of a sort of way like you shouldn't paint still lives or whatever mm-hmm. like you can you can be like okay I'm just gonna go into still lives even harder you know mm-hmm. but you might not have gotten there if they didn't say that yeah. to you so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. almost like I've, I I try to not think of like these experiences or like if if um, one of my friends tells me like you shouldn't do this show because I think that you know it might be bad for your career I don't know the, the, those might not be the best examples but what I'm trying to say is that like sometimes those things happen in order to to make you who you are like and I think that um, I'm just trying to embrace not being like the The shattering of those illusions mm-hmm. is something that I've been thinking about a lot and and it's like trying to accept reality more for what it is. And also that in that sense, like I feel like it makes me appreciate life more too, mm-hmm. because like, you know, we're, you know, we're all passing through and like obviously the decisions that we make matter and stuff like that. But also, like, I am trying to um, Yeah. Yeah. Live less, live less in fear. And that also affects how I work, you know, in terms of like what I do, what I produce, um, those, those restrictions and those limitations that people project on you. I'm, I'm really trying to push, push through those things and, um, with, with my work and, you know it might not always be the best thing you know it might not might not always create the the thing that is like most marketable or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like this is this is what you know you also I think also you have to surprise yourself too like, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to to, con, to constantly like surprise yourself in, 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 in your in your work like like when a kid you know does something that you didn't expect them to do and you're like how did they even know how to do that like I didn't teach them that like that's how I'm trying to do my work. Yeah, that,
0: that, ex- that, I mean, that's the, so I guess like I keep trying to think like there's two things like the fear is a fear of, re- for me it will always be like basically a fear of rejection that's and real. not living up to,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: um, sometimes not even other people's expectations, but my own, like super, what, like, so like, with, yeah, yeah, like I'm not as good as I wish I was.
2: Absolutely.
0: So trying to like not worry about that has been an effort just to be like, cool, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. So, what am I, or what can I do, or what do I want to do, mm-hmm. and then that leads me to the other question, which is what do I and this sounds sappy but it's just it's just where i'm at it's like what do I want to bring into the world mm-hmm. like I can do any this is the the unique scenarios like we could do any number of things absolutely, and we've been you know our team, Chaco Art space, Gareth and I like uh, several of us we've just been acting on the larger vision. And in that larger vision, the freedom that comes that allows us to do X, Y, and Z. So we've done some mm-hmm. recent collaborative projects that we'll talk about later. But um, that freedom is, it, it squares well because um, it's like it's not forced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it just it works and yeah. it sits well with you and you don't overthink it and you move on and, and you're like, you let these things live. That tasting, that experience, is kind of like what I was afraid to, to trust in the past, and so I always look for someone else to guarantee me that they'll they'll approve of it, mm. so that so that then I can do it. and And I think um, I've wrestled with that way more than I care to admit. And so um, so now I'm asking the question of like, what do I want to live in the world past past this? What does this world need? Right. Like, what do my friends need? Like, what you know? What is just my most local community? What's going to be the biggest benefit or Encouragement to them, which or whatever it is, like enrichment, whatever you want to call it, like the most generative, the most, and um, you know, so like we, because we, yeah, I said it and I wrote it in this. I, I thought of it. So Dave Hickey said, you know, make art for your friends, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, and that's it, you know, that's, that's what it's really for. And, and I, I just it, I, I never forgot it, but it also never fully squared with me. Like so, then I recently put this in like an interview for a magazine that, that, um, that it, for me, it's making curate art for, and with your friends and then go make more friends. Mm. That, that to me is like sort of set my head straight. Mm. It's like, we just did a collaborative project with friends that, yeah. like I said, you'll, y'all will know about next week or week <laughs> after, but like the truth was that was made for and with my friends mm. and I'm never opposed to making more friends. And I, I know that sounds so soft and sappy in a way but it undercuts a lot of the elitism. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't deny the kind of lowercase transcendent possibility of a work of art ringing more people's bells than you expected. Um, it doesn't cap what's possible, but yeah. it localizes it, and, and it mitigates the, um, you know, that pretentiousness that can well up in us as artists. For sure. And so that mindset has been turned on even like what I'm thinking about as far as my paintings go. And, you know, my paintings have, have always been a little bit inaccessible, you know, <laughs> certain ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's just like where I'm at right now. But what I hear you saying in some ways feels similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely relate to that a lot with like, OK, so thinking about like the flowers and the show that right now, you know, like. Mm, there's there's a work that I've made that's um, a little bit more. um on the like further end of the conceptual, you mm-hmm. know. And, and and I'm I'm always like about that as well. These paintings still have that as well, but there's also something that I enjoy really with them that like any anybody uh you know obviously, you know, vision impaired notwithstanding, I could still describe it to somebody, but like uh who looks at them could you know, I feel like there's there's something that they could get from it and they mm-hmm. receive from it that that doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, this is coming from a place of like elitism or something yeah. like that. I wanted yeah, yeah, it yeah. to be like, to to make something that's more accessible while at the same time that comes from like, that's it's like it's like vibrating in between like concept and you know like hyperrealism or something like that just mm-hmm. like or just just like like react like concrete reality like a flower it can just be a flower mm-hmm. or it can be like you know um something more philosophical mm-hmm. or something more you know conceptual like so so operating in between these spheres and then also like i imagine them in people's houses as mm-hmm. well or like on like a like a something that somebody can wear on clothing, you know, that brings more, you know, beauty into their life, you know, or, like, also that somebody, I can work with somebody, collaborate with them on a garment to make mm-hmm. with them, like, hand sewing. Yeah. And, or, you know, it can be, you know, whatever, like a backdrop for somebody's performance. Like, these things that can function in, in different ways that, um Don't necessarily have to be so like self-referential, but like it's it's still you know it's progenating. It's not it's not finished. It's still it's open. Yeah.
0: um, Well, it's funny to me. It's like I'm if I were just to do a thought experiment, like and this is maybe is more cynical sounding than I need (laughs) to be. (laughs) If you specifically Chino Mm -hmm. were making these paintings in 2006. Exactly as they are, because there's yeah, there's, exactly lang- are. there's a distillation of painting language that has been there in your. It's like a phenomena, phenomenological interest. There's like um, effects and uh, phenomena yeah. that you've always been facilitating through the means of your work. For sure. So there's something you're always, and I don't want to say it's redundant, but there is a thing, or or a set of things, or something, an ineffability, or there's something that is always breaking in through the means of the work you do. Right. So that has been consistent to my eye since I've known you. And the means can vary, but it's, it's always circling around or grasping at this thing or, or something, is, an elusive yeah. something. So, um, but to my eye, if you were making these paintings back then, you would. I feel like you would have got shut down for making them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like... Um you know they wouldn't be sort of like accepted in in, a, in the way that they are now and also I personally might, may have not accepted them yeah. in the way that I do now like I might have been like what like painting yeah. flowers like that like no shade on artworks, like, yeah. you know, or something like, you know, like I'll be like, yo, this is like, this is like grandma paintings or something like yeah. that. But, but like the older, the older that I get, the more that I like, like grandma paintings. <laughs> I'm like, I just, you know, like I really, you know, the those kind of like more like folk folk moments and stuff like that. But at the same time, I still like for it to have, you know, that that like, You know, I still want it to, I want it to, I want to make something that feels in time but Mm -hmm. out of
0: time Yeah, it definitely feels like there's a contact point with the present. Yeah. So it's a contact point with the present that anchors uh, what is, uh, like slips between earnest or not in in the way that someone tries to get their mind around it. Right. um, Or... But then, there, but see, there's getting your mind around it. But then, you're, there's just your eyes seeing it.
1: Eyes and seeing it yeah, I see. That's the
0: tension is like the, when the eyes see it, the eyes accept it. That's the direct access thing. I think that is effective in this work. Right. Then it's a question of what kind of construct are you processing? What the eyes have direct access to, mm. and that's when it gets into like someone who sees it theoretically and somebody else who sees it just as like visual acid, or yeah. right, or someone else who <laughs> sees it as like bouquets that they would possibly have on their table. Exactly. Um, they're working with their epistemological framework yeah. with access to what you're doing, and um, that's what I love about. That's what I yeah, love about. Yeah, it, yeah, to be it, able to move between those right and that, freely. Th- that I mean, a lie, man. I mean, like the first couple I saw, I literally was like, <laughs> "What the hell?" Like, um, and then but then it's like, I showed Laura. I was like look what Chino painted. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally was like, I don't even know what to say back right now. Dude. I'm not sure. But then once I saw like two or three, I was like, then I got like it, then yeah, it was the context. clear. Context. Yeah, context. It was like, I just needed to see a couple because I had this Same whole history. Too. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, was, I was weirded out. Then I was like, man, we need to do a show of these. <laughs> I went from being weirded out to like, we should show these. These are, these are good. These are exciting. Um, I think that's actually the strength of the work mm. is it's unabashed. And it's true, man. I don't think you would have made these before. No. But I wonder... I, I wonder, wasn't free, free enough in that, in that way. Yeah. Do you, so do paying. you think that's a false thing in the way in which you weren't free? So here's what I'm trying to ask is... Yeah. That's a good Is question. it the years between these two points... And the fact that you you've earned cachet in other experiences May, that might be like that like from music that is like
1: okay like that I, some some people acknowledge me more in music that yeah. gave me freedom to be like oh now I can do just he's a wacky <laughs> yeah. but so my question is like
0: so what, was it really so then then I guess what I'm trying to get at because I yeah. guess I'm asking this for me and for Gareth anybody listening like truly is yeah. does it did it need like does it need that cachet or can we just like, like, so what I'm saying is if we yeah. take your past experience and we look forward, like, do we actually have to go through that or can we just shirk that off and just do what we do and let people diss on it until they stop dissing on it?
1: I would, I I, I believe that the latter is true. You know, I do think that there's different paths to, to the latter though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like ultimately, you know, um, <laughs> Some people have to go through it in different ways. Yeah. I think this was just the way that I had to go through it. But I I got a heart for people I got a huge heart for people that just like go through all the disses and be like, yo, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. they just like stick with it. And it just yeah. like, yo, later they're like, Oh, this is like the greatest thing, you know? But like, I don't know. I just I just got lucky in that regard or whatever. I don't know. Like it's 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 hard to say.
0: Um I mean, it's a messed up question. No, no, no. It's it's real though. No, 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 no. Because
1: like, I can't really say if I had just been sticking with painting from like undergrad and like went to grad school for painting, and like, I, I probably would have gotten. It may. I can't say what would happen. You know, it it may have looked completely different. I think the music uh, offered a whole different way of approaching painting um, and freed me up in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways, like to not be able, to not be like, okay, I have to be in conversation with what's happening here, what's mm-hmm. happening here. It's like, uh, yeah, I felt, I kind of felt like that way a little bit more with music that I had to be in conversation with some of these people with, and which I feel like freed me up to think of painting more as like, not exactly like I'm just like doing Sunday painting, like a Sunday painter, but I, yeah. d- I definitely more kind of like, okay, I am just doing my, doing my, doing my thing. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about it. I, I haven't really thought about it in yeah. that way before. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean, uh, so yeah. Uh, side note, I have, <laughs> I've had this long, long-term desire for, I mean, it's over a decade long desire to curated show called Sunday Painter. <laughs> That's um, tight. Yeah. Just no, no, no. I love
1: that. Some yeah. some of my favorite paintings and songs oftentimes are like by somebody who just like made their the first song. Like Al- Alex Bailey. Yeah. He's been sending me like songs and he's oh, like whoa. never made music before. Like Alex, who showed at Chicago Art Space, like amazing yeah. Artists, we were banker. trying
2: to
0: get him on the podcast actually.
1: Yeah, that'd hey, be so Alex, sick. Alex, send
2: me some songs, dude. Yo,
1: they're, they're actually, <laughs> Alex didn't they're send actually good.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm intrigued now.
1: <laughs> no, like, I and 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 that's what I love. It's like, I mean, we've talked about music, I've talked about his, his not you know, he's a super like knowledgeable, knowledgeable dude and you know, yeah. mad stuff, but like to actually sit there and make it and like that it actually is good. No, going back to, like, the Sunday painter, or, like, that's the whole idea of, like, I don't think that everybody has to be, like, an expert in everything. That's yep. that's one of the big things about, like, why I work in the way that I do. Like, I don't know how to do so much of these things. I mean, for painting, like, I, I did schooling and lessons, some lessons for that. But in terms of everything else, it's kind of just like, you know, I'm just winging it, you yeah. know. And not just winging it, but doing what, like, my gut, like, the gut feeling says and exploring resources of what to do, like, watch autodidactic and talking to friends, you know. I just think that, like, there's a lot of freedom in, like, that Sunday mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, everything doesn't have to be, like, the top tier of quality mm-hmm. uh, or, or quantity even. Like, you know, just have fun with it, you know. Yeah. And, and people... I feel like we live in an era where if you are if if you're just be if you're being yourself with whatever you're making, like there's somebody even if it's just one person, one person, it's gonna move them mm-hmm. and encourage them to do whatever they do. You know, I don't know. Like I think that that's a huge part of like um, building community and culture in terms yeah. of just like those interpersonal relationships and. And uh inspiring one another.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I think, you know, with what you're saying, it makes me think that like I've got more experience talking to musicians who mm. feel this way, right? A lot yeah. more free in what they do, a lot more free in what they create. And they'll talk the same way, right? Like where it's uh, you know, there's there's these communities, there's these pockets, you know, yeah. there's, there's these clubs where this stuff is 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 welcome. And, you know, there it feels that there's certain spaces. And I think I don't know, even the, the artists and designers that are the most kind of electric or magnetic Mm -hmm. are the ones I feel like are, are trying to pursue art rather than try to capture it, Mm, you mm, know? So it's mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. there's, it's it's a whole different mindset, That is right? Where it's like, there's this elusive kind of thing out there and there's an elusive thing inside of me and I'm trying to connect these together in some strange way. That's huge. And I, you know, and there's a, there's a searching aspect of that and not to go like, Full scale, like crazy mysticism, in this <laughs> but you know, but there's there's something like there's something that we can't really put words to. Absolutely, yeah, we
0: need yeah. to have a full scale mysticism. <laughs> no, episode. we do, we do. Yeah, yeah I mean, because
2: it, I think it needs <laughs> yeah. to be, it needs to be addressed at least, because we yeah. all know it's a part of our process. No, we're yeah. ab- just like I don't know why this pulls me this way or this thing's this mystical like this. touch. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So no. it's like. But but I think you know one thing that kind of gets beat into us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the blunt guy here. <laughs> just no, way. no way, no <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, but Dang the thing it. I think that gets beat into us, especially like within you know particular sort of just programs, is uh, we we get where they're like this is what it is. If right. you exist outside of it, you are not valid. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. nobody says it. It's not like it comes out of somebody's mouth that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, millions of art school graduates each year across the country and around the world can't be wrong if they feel the same thing. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's tough. Um, But I think, you know, it really is like, um, when I look back to like post-grad school, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, did I, did I get the right formula? Have I figured it out right? Have I captured this thing? Yeah. And now it's just like, you know, going back to like all the different stuff that we all like to do and pursue what you said earlier on about, like, not feeling bad about doing a number of different yeah, things. Yeah, like, uh, it it it's so much more comfortable now. No, absolutely. To pursue art, whatever that looks like. Yeah, whatever that is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What you said about, like, capturing it, like, I think that that's super huge. Because I feel like a, a, for, a, for a large portion of my life, it has been a lot about, like, trying to capture this thing. Whether it, it and that goes all across all spectrums. But, like. In, in feeling that like I don't have to capture it I feel like it's a it's allow it's allowed to just move through me more freely like mm-hmm. whether whatever you want to call it whether you want to call it god whether you want to call it a life force whether you want to call it the collective unconscious where you want to call it like the supreme being like the flow nature energy like the vibe. the thing that the vibe <laughs> just those vibrations like yeah. like literally like when you like let go i feel like those vibe like of, of what people think you need to be or who you should be or or who you know living up to this or that like the vibe that that's able to move through you more freely and people pick up on it and respond to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think you know people like when they when they see that kind of freedom like being acted out. Yeah. There's something where they're like, "Oh, I could I could do that too." Exactly. And that's what yeah. you, I mean I think almost anybody unless you just certain certain kind of artists or designers I'm sure we've all met before. <laughs> Almost everybody, like they, they want that. You know, you want to feel like you're the thing, you're like the little spark that set the fire in Absolutely. somebody else. You know, Absolutely. even if just a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's ingrained into like just uh, existence and who we are. Like that type of being able to ignite that spark and and that fr- that's what fr- freedom. That's what makes us feel free. Like when we're watching a movie, we're like, this movie makes me feel so free, or this music, it makes me. And not even saying, like, a painting, like, oh, it makes me want to do a painting. It's like, oh, no, I saw this painting. Now I want to go to a mountain or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's it,
2: like, it, it does something, right? It doesn't just sit there. It doesn't just sit there. Well,
0: there's yeah. a, you know, if you broke it, and this is dumb, but if you broke it into, like, phases, I was just thinking about that and saying, like, yeah, there's, there's a freedom we want pre process and conception of, of, of a, a work, if you will, or right. a practice. And then there's the freedom in process. Mm. And then there's the freedom post process. Yeah, so man. you want the freedom to digest the, the outcome, uh, That's but you also want the freedom preemptively to uh, initiate the thing, mm-hmm. and then you want the freedom of mind to do it. And so it raises questions about um, our states of being mm. and what it means to to make. And so, I mean, because for me, like I'm, I'm just on – you know, I'm on the kick. I know Gareth and I probably. I don't want to speak for Gareth, but because we always are talking, so like, the kick has been like, what does this do for other people? Not to what level or mm-hmm. by what like by what metric per Quanti- se? Quantity, yeah, or not the quantity in in um, but prior to quantity and quality, even the first mm. question is, is this does this run the risk of um, perpetuating? Uh, division dehumanization um, right, does it tear right. down or does it build up that's my that's like my biggest thing does it build up so if it builds up a small spirit of humor then then I might be able to rock with that if I had yeah. the resources mm-hmm. if it builds up a reflection on um, your state of mind to where you, you actually feel more aware of Things that maybe we need to consider or be aware of, like so these questions, yeah, yeah, like they're just questions that for me personally, like um, I need the freedom to answer, but they need to, but they're also constraints I'm submitting myself to. So, yeah. so like I experience freedom in the framework of that, um, and it also mitigates when I drift too far outside of that lane, like right, right, right. and so it, creating is different. Because I've answered that question in general. Mm-hmm. And now I'm only looking at that question in particular to whatever I'm doing. I identify
1: with that too, in terms of like if if something's like feeling like it's like divide divisive, you know, then I feel like it's not it's not connected to that like spirit of freedom that that like freedom that I'm mm-hmm. trying to like put out there or if it's like harmful, mm-hmm. harmful to like, you know, or or like hate coming from a place mm-hmm. of like, you know, um, yeah. You know, like I, I feel like I. That's something that I don't like necessarily. Like yielding to that is mm-hmm. like not not. I feel like, yeah, the human aspect is is huge. Is a huge part of, you know, um, where I'm coming from. Where I, where I make and I'm not saying like. Uh, Things that are, like, outside of the human frame don't influence that. I'm just talking about in terms of, like, ontologically um, coming back to, like, uh, being, you know, and, like, collect a collective of being. Like, if, if I feel that what I'm making is... Uh, not not in line with that, then it just doesn't feel natural. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like
0: feels like you're yeah. fighting against something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the know? tension so that if, creates yeah. that tension.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if it tears down, I mean, I think the other other one too that I've been trying to figure out, and y'all might be able to speak in on this. Is we've talked about it in the podcast, but it doesn't mean I got. Victory over it or answers over it. It's right, the, right. it's it's how you relate to the high of making something. So it's <laughs> it's what happens after the high is over. That's true. How yeah. do you manage the low? because it's it's a necessary. It, yeah, it's, it's almost it's like there. a fallout from the high. Right. And I I can run too high and too low. Same. Same. So I'm having to figure. I'm having to like like I do not have total victory over that. Like I'm no, not, no 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 no
1: absolutely. Know. The current like it's like a wave. You know like mm-hmm. like like the wave goes up. The wave goes out. It's like I'm trying to like. It, it's, it's really it's really wild that you say that because like i can be i can be like pretty manic with that too like when i like even even during this painting show like i definitely got like the i experienced like the post show depression you know which like you know a lot of if you're an artist or creative person or whatever you can relate to that like when you do something that brings you that great high and then it's like oh okay you know life goes on it's like being able to actually like and this isn't something that I'm still you know training myself Mm -hmm. for daily it's like being able to when those lows come like knowing that like I can that I don't have to identify so much with those lows like I can Mm -hmm. actually I can actually be free to like accept it for what it is and like not let it I like be my identity or the high as well. The high doesn't have to be like, like it's not like you don't feel those things, but I can still come back to like, I can still be like, okay, just don't, don't get too wrapped up in all that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, but it's good to feel those things obviously, but just, just in terms of like, ultimately, like I, I'm not reliant on those things, but it's, it's hard. Yes. It's (laughs) It's so hard, hard. man. Like,
0: it's like, and that's the, goes back to the making with and for your friends. Yeah. Uh, thing for me is like, we did something together. And so there was a Uh great high in that. And there was like a, a bit of a low in that. Like there was just like afterwards. And so I had to wrestle with it. I was like, well, like these feelings are irrational to what has transpired. Super irrational. Super irrational. So I had to fight it and put it in context. The other thing that helped me though, is that like, so like when I, had done solo shows in the past as a painter. Yeah, um, the high and the low is independently mine for the most part. <laughs> um, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's personal. Yeah, it's personal because it's like you made it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. With a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, what mitigates the full freefall is the fact that somebody else may not be feeling the low the same day that's as me. True. You know, it could be Gareth not feeling the same low the same day, or no, like you know, we did stuff with Josh and Nick and uh, Cody and several other people um my our friend michael and you know my and laura and so like yeah we we all could pick or like so where i'm starting to drip someone else is not it's not all about you yeah and then (laughs) and so they can pick you up like you you galvanize each other you keep each other in that that state that is a little more has a little more equilibrium to it for sure and um so that that's been resonating with me lately as a challenge to my ideas about what it means to be, a, so when I'm a painter, yeah, th- that's where this idea has been resonating with <laughs> me is to be like, I need to let people in more. That's huge. So that way, not not selfishly, not as a no, pragmatic no, no. move, but it says something about the way we're wired, yeah, absolutely, and, and how things best work for us. And I think, and Gareth, you you know, I think you could chime in um, from like a designer standpoint because I think you may have some. Some sure. commonalities, but then you also might be able to shed light on this. Like, because, like, from, from a painter's standpoint, strictly speaking, a lot of times you're, what's glorified is the soloness of being a painter in absolutely. your studio. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the I think myth. that's the thing. That's the thing in my life. That's the part, not that I'm not painting alone by myself sometimes, but that's the component that always drove me to depression. No, absolutely. So, the question for me now is I go back into like work on some new work is like how do i like just open the windows up to to my friends mm-hmm. because i'm because th- i'm thinking about my friends more when i make now i'm not thinking about a, an anonymous crowd mm. that's what i mean is like i'm actually mm. thinking about real friends and what would <coughs> edify them yeah most likely through the means of the way I, I I visualize as a painter. And so that's that's fresh for me to actually say, no, I'm not gonna think about a fake art school audience. I'm gonna think about my friends. Absolutely. And what that means is I might let them in sooner on what I'm doing so that they're walking out with the excitement and, you know, or criticism and all of those things together as as, as a part of the experience of art making. Right. So that's not just culminative as an art show, but it's 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 like the audiences the 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 friendships and the collaborators are collaborative in the life process for sure. So I'm, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what I'm thinking about right now. It's like, what does it look like when your friends are making work together uh, through the whole process? No, and, absolutely. You know, living, yeah. living it out together. And um, you know, I'm still, it's a raw thought. Yeah. You know?
2: I mean, I would say I, I'm tracking with you, Ryan. I think, you know, from like the design side, especially if you're looking at like client-based, like more commercial design stuff, like it's, it's strange because already a part of the process is a lot of that letting people in. Like Mm -hmm. it's just part and parcel to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the other side, it can be the 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 exact opposite, but the same thing. (laughs) So it's like, okay, so I've got these people in the conversation. And so, um, having like had my interest in painting peak the last year and taking a stab at a few things, like it's now, how do you let people into a process, Mm. but how do you listen to them in a productive way? Because sometimes in a client-based way, like with design, you don't really get a say on when you get to listen. For sure, yeah. You know, it's like they're footing the bill and they have these very specific things they want. So you just, you just say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yeah, and do it. And and that's hard because then when you move into a space where what you're, because I think that there's like there's a, there's a tendency for some depression on that side too. Because you're like, I know what it could have been. Yeah. You know, like if we hadn't made these concessions if you hadn't thought this was a good idea, if you hadn't seen that terrible thing that you wanted us to copy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like then then it could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough. So then entering into a space of like making it another way, it, it then becomes in a sense almost like, oh, I, I have to actually, I have to listen to myself, mm-hmm. yeah. which doesn't feel that different from coming out of grad school in some ways because it takes some time to kind of silence those voices Right. of the other people in the studio of the professors of the the critics the curators whoever right it takes some time to, so you actually are like oh I've got my own voice yeah. that I can I can say and do and like nobody has to check off on this nobody's got to sign off on whether or not this thing is okay mm-hmm. um, so I'd say like it's very different but it's very much the same yeah um, on on the side of things I've I've dealt with but there is like through all of it I think there is this like desire for like a a bigger sense of freedom and not in the sense of like, don't tell me what to do kind of freedom, yeah, but yeah. in the freedom of like, I, I think I actually need the freedom to explore what it is that I want to make
0: that yeah, I sure, desire
2: right. to make, you know, like what is that stuff I want to put in the world? Yeah. going back to those questions you were asking, Ryan, like what, what does the world need that maybe I can give? Cause I, that's a, you might listen to that in a singular sense and say, well, that sounds kind of selfish. You know, y'all talk about community all the time, but now you're talking about like personal freedom and, How do those play together? And I think it's that there can be a beautiful community that's built around individuals expressing personal freedom in relation to one another, not in defiance of one another. or in isolation. Or in isolation. And that's, I think, one of the tougher parts of it um, is that uh, the things, especially the further you get away from grad school, I think the things that kind of become sweeter over time – of these memories you have where you're like, remember when we were all in the studio doing our things, just stuff bouncing off of each other? Yeah. And in the moment, it may not have been that great. (laughs) You know, it may just be. Most of my fondest
0: memories aren't actually the exhibitions or shows. It's actually all the in-between stuff. For sure. Mm -hmm. The process. I mean, athletes say that about like, uh, like a lot of pro athletes, they miss the competition. But a lot of guys will say things like, I I just follow a lot of basketball players. Like a lot of athletes will say things like, I miss the locker room or I miss the bus, the camaraderie. Yeah, so there's, like, a camaraderie thing or there's just, like, something about knowing each other. you know, like being known go by back, each other. Yeah, being known by <laughs> each other, like we always jokingly <laughs> – or we always seriously say, but yeah. jokingly right now. But um, which leads me – I guess I – so I got a, another question to just, like, throw out to both of you guys mm-hmm. that I feel like is just kicking around fresh in my head again after a lot of years of not dealing with it or just ignoring it or not worried about it. But it's, like, what do you all do with the the, the level of there? – there is – and probably always will be in our lifetime, a sincere amount of disregard for anyone who who makes art. (sighs) Like just what do you do with the people that that are like maybe in your friend circle or in your community that completely disregard what you do or even possibly not only disregard it, but it actually lowers your standing before them Mm. What do you do with it? <laughs> you know? Like that's a messed up question again. No, but no, no, no I, It's real. I feel like it's tied into this discussion in some way, um, because there's the positive side of making for your friends, but then there's everybody who's like, oh, you're a, you're gonna spend your time painting. Like I, my yeah. wife and I were talking about it, and, and Laura was like, we did this project that uh, is musical, and that's you know, we're. I won't say any, I keep alluding to it, but I will say I'm not going to, I can't help it. I'm excited about it. But the thing is, so she was like, you know, like if people want to like dump on that, like there's other people that like they spend their time going jet skiing and like, it's like, it's like, and not to reduce a creative practice to the opposite, which is like, but she's like people go on expensive vacations. Like you could spend your time doing this project with friends, or you can go on a vacation with friends. Like, like it isn't just because someone may look down on it. Doesn't mean that it's not valid or you know, but anyhow.
1: Yeah, or you can you know steal money from poor people in the stock market. You yeah, know? but that's a, that's valuable. That's a va- <laughs> you, you can make a lot of money from lot, it. That's exactly right. Like I I feel yeah. like I feel like it's in that regard like it's super important to like. I feel like art in a sort of way will always be beyond value in a in in a, in a, in a, in a quant in a in a way of like money. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that even though it gets into a market, there's mm-hmm. there's a market for art, but there's always like I think that there's like a one foot in and a one foot out because like there, you know, we obviously as artists, you know, you want to make a living, you want to be able to pay for your bills. But there's also a spiritual quality to art that will always, to me, like transcend. Mm-hmm. It. It's like. It's like the 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 eye that's hovering over the pyramid for me. Like I I feel like it's beyond hierarchy in a way. It it's like, it it's the theme that holds civilization together because it's beyond the sort of like hierarchies of of monetary value. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's it, it it and that sounds like a mystical theme. But there's like even our relationship, like my relationship, my friendship to you, Ryan, like friendship to you, Gareth, there's no money that you could put on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a fact. And, and, yeah. and I feel like in, in that sense, like, that oh, I also get that same feeling from art. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that so, so if somebody wants to say that, like, they're free to say that, but it'll never, like, have sort of like power over me in, in, a, in a sense, in like a spiritual sense. It might, like, be like, oh, okay, you don't know what you're talking about for a second, but ultimately I'm still gonna, you know, it's like breathing. I'm still going to breathe, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's like, I don't know. It's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a good question. Though. I yeah. think
2: that's super, that's super tough. It is. You know, I mean, like, because it's, um, it, this is something I use as just like a part of my teaching even, is when we talk about professionalization, one of the reasons that it can resonate with students so well is because there is that kind of like stereotype of the, the unapproving ant mm-hmm. Right the person who comes to like Thanksgiving dinner and says, Oh, so how's arts <laughs> going? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, you teach yeah, drawing. Yeah. Like That's there's, there's always level. that. Uh, I mean, shoot, I have a freaking PhD and people still look at me and go like, yeah, but it's in, <laughs> it's in the arts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh, my bad. I forgot that those were super easy to get and yeah. didn't take any time. And I just had to, you know, pay 20 bucks for it. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause I, I completely, everything you're saying, Chino, like resonates, mm-hmm. um, that we, I think, you know, we, we want to make everything so, so logical uh-huh. and so understandable and we want to compartmentalize everything and we make, want to make everything completely discreet and Absolutely. separate from everything else. And we want to say that there's no commonality with anybody and that everybody's supremely different from one another <sighs> yeah. and everything we want is completely different and you can never understand me. And we do that. And then we look around and we go, how come there's not a whole lot of value? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we robbed a lot of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know. I call, know, I I call think it that logicnomics. It's like Why logic us? economics. It's I like mean. it's true. like not any kind of brand of logic. It's logic so tightly wedded to a kind of economic system that uh, you know only certain things pass, and they don't yeah, pass dude. from this. It's it's the inverse of what Greenberg was trying for, which 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 was a fight for the avant garde. Mm. So it was an overstress of the high. Mm. It's a the gate The gatekeepers are like this kind of strange middle ground between the high and the low. Right. And they're indifferent. They're indifferent. And so this is a tangent. Um, indifference um, in looking at art was really important uh, in the midst of avant-gardeism. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I indifferent looking. So like to, ha- to come with no expectation so that the work actually is the work. So that's almost like a play. And so then you get real people that are actually really indifferent (laughs) and they're like, yeah, if I can't quantify it, it don't count. Right. Like if it doesn't brass tacks produce money, then it don't count. Right. And, and so, um, and we live in this system that treads in that, you know, like the irony is I I was going to say, I I was looking for this, like I just, this conversation, like I'm, our film is being uh, uh, highlighted in a March issue of image journal Mm. And and so the builder, and I'm just going to break the rules and sneak a question that was asked of me. And so this was the answer I gave, just kind of like thinking on this issue. And so he he put, I love in the film how you describe the sense of value and pride you got from bartering one of your favorite paintings you created for some significant construction work by Don. He said, it's a great illustration of value being both calculable and incalculable at the same time Mm. and how it can be given and received in unexpected ways. And then he asked, how has this experience opened up your understanding of value since then? And I just put, it seems that value is a pervasive actual and potential resultant of human efforts to relate with and make much of and out of the world we find ourselves in. Put another way, meaning does not only happen if we make it. We make we make meaning out of the world that is already meaningful. Right. So the actual experience of bartering further solidified my sense that value is both contained in a given object, moment, or interaction, while also necessarily elusive and far more expansive than any kind of typical economics we tend to track in in our in our commonplace or any any given day. It's huge. Um, and <clears throat> the problem, I guess, the the conflict in that. Conversation in my mind, like is especially like a written interview, is like having said that leaves you still open to the vulnerability mm-hmm. of people persisting in their economic everyday category. So, it, yeah. like, it doesn't answer. It's like I believe that that's true, but it doesn't give me any more peace about how people <laughs> can foreclose and say, "No, nah, it doesn't count." Right, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't protect you. It maybe points to what maybe is true, but there's no shelter in it. No, no, no. It, it makes it yeah. even more like exposed. Yes. Because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're conceding it.
2: Because yeah. I think, I mean, there's, there's competing categories, I think, when we talk about like in this space, which is like efficiency versus creativity. Um, and I think a lot of questions uh, come down to like this kind of Western sense of efficiency. Right. Um, and so, you know, what do we say? We're like, okay, well, if if you're going to go to the factory, then you should get your stuff out a lot quicker. Like uh-huh. The factory should be more productive. Efficacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, and if that's the case, then like, then you get those questions of like, well, why are you majoring in X? <sighs> right. Um, why are you making these sort of things? You know, like, I mean, I've had conversations with people who have looked me square in the face and like, I know tons about art. I don't know why you don't just go do this because you can make a ton of money. Yeah, I love that one. And it's like, wait, you just said two competing ideas, um, which the first one says you don't know anything about art. And the second one says you don't know anything about economics. Um, So it's like I don't get to just repeat what somebody else has done. Mm -hmm. Like that's not how this works. Like if I want to go open an Arby's. I can just pay some money and open an Arby's. <laughs> yeah, get the training videos. That's right. Yeah, Hire get my people. The roast beef hot and ready. And you know what? And I just set down my little factory and I do my thing and I'll probably make marginally good income. Yeah, good to go. Right. But that ain't art. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. Like yeah. that. That's an efficiency. But I can't recreate it. No. Somebody can come behind you, Chino. Do the exact same things you've done and have right. wildly different results. Absolutely. Good or bad, right? They could uh, be a whole lot worse. They could yeah. be a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah, and for same sure. for either of us. Like we can't recreate those things. Yeah. But we still try to fit so much of practice into a like a, a logical, efficient sort of mindset. And it's mm-hmm. like, I I think that arts actually do something good by trying to massage some of those lumps out of us.
0: Mm. Yeah, it pushes against the rig- the woodenness or rig- rigidness of... Um, I mean,
2: of those categories. You dude, know? Yeah. like, I've gone to museums with people, family members, friends, whoever, uh, classes of kids in high school. And they've said things like, well, how do I even get this paint? I don't even, why is this even here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you got to, you need to sit with it for a minute. I'm like, I don't have time for, for sure. that. And I'm like, well, you asked the question. Like, yeah, you asked you What's so hard about me? sitting yeah. with five minutes no, like, that's in front the of a painting? It's
0: like looking at a chessboard and, and being like, what's the point of this? Well, yeah. you, you get to play and then, and then you're confronted with, uh, Once you enter the board and you enter the sort of the logic of the game, the more the logic gives way, the more the beauty emerges, Mm -hmm. the more demand there is, the more small you are, the more you have to decide, do I want to stay in this milieu and persist as a manner of existing for whatever amounts of time I want to give to it. Yeah. And what's evidenced in our culture is we are willing to give ourselves over in our imagination to things that are often predicated on entertainment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have no problem giving ourselves to things. It's just a question of which things do we give ourselves to. And oftentimes they're the kinds of things that demand less and less of us.
2: Well, it's like, I mean, if you've met somebody who grew up in a small town and has never left, like literally never left, you know, maybe they've gone like an hour or two. Maybe they one time went on this trip to a kind of middle sized city. Mm -hmm. You meet that person and you meet somebody else who's been some places, gone places, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a difference in people, and mm-hmm. it's it's nothing logical or efficient. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that there there's something that's a bit it's a bit more full. I'm just going to put it at second. No, yeah. There's a bit more yeah, full fullness to yeah. them, right? They're a fullness of understanding, a fullness of experience, a fullness of context. And I'm a not rich, saying a richness. A richness that's probably better because fullness makes it sound like but
1: there's like a. It's related, though.
2: You know, and so it's I, there's a there's a richness there. Um, Because it is, I think it's still the quantity versus quality kind of argument. It's like we don't have to have art; life can just be a quantity thing.
1: Which I think is is just short sighted, and I don't blame people when they say that. But it's it's like really not. It's really taking things for granted. It's Mm. taking it's taking language for granted. Like think about even the way we're communicating. Like language arts. Like you know the food we eat. You know culinary arts. the the way that we talk about uh, an experience the way that we experience just life in general like if we didn't have these things i feel like um you know it would be complete completely it wouldn't be dignified i feel like i feel like art brings dignity or mm-hmm. has the potential to bring dignity to the human experience obviously a lot of times art world art market whatever things there's so much abuse pervasive and yeah. that you know notwithstanding like i think that what draws people to it is the that richness and the and the dignity that it gives our lives but we take it for granted in the same way that i feel like we take a leaf falling for granted you know mm-hmm. like there's there's the but it gets into it gets into the poetics and you know the poetics oftentimes points to like this beyond something that's beyond language you know but i i think that these things are what like connect humanity to 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 something that is you know mysterious as well too i think that like uh so much. I think the the mysterious nature of the state we find
0: ourselves in is taken for granted way too much. Like yeah, this is so. This is a weird. I'm gonna tell you. This just happened. It's a weird story. I probably it's probably too much.
2: I'm <laughs> well, like, come on, Ryan. I, I know. I'm like, my We're already there. I know. I, whenever
0: I lead up, that means I'm gonna do it. But I'm just uh, here. here it comes. I'm afraid. <laughs> so, it's, so so. Anyhow, we we've kind of taken in a neighborhood cat. Yeah. And the cat comes into our house you know, and it's like welcoming a stranger into your home. So, so the stranger becomes known and you start to care about the person, the cat, not a person, but the idea that the cat, you know, this cat is like a, a thing now in our lives. So my kids get, cause we're allergic to a lot of animals. So mm-hmm. I'll have to say we've been loving on this cat. It's probably been abandoned. It's super old, maybe going blind. And so we've been loving on this cat, feeding the cat on a regular basis. Uh, we uh, we named them Fluffy. So she's <laughs> Great her name's name. Fluffy. My kids named her Fluffy. She's not Fluffy at all. She's pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. beat up. Um, but Perfect. they don't know any better, so it's wonderful. And they're yeah. excited. I actually love the cat now. I'm like I look forward to seeing Fluffy. I've never had an outdoor cat. So all of to say, the cat is Fluffy is starting to feel some love. So Fluffy rolls up to our door with a burden in their mouth. And the bird's alive. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, Fluffy's bringing us a gift. Like, there's no mistake about it. Fluffy was excited. So I had to help the bird, assist the bird out of Fluffy's mouth Mm. because it was still alive. And I'm thinking, okay, this bird's got a shot still. So I pull, you know, you grab the back of Fluffy's neck. You know, there's a little, that that mom spot where, you know, and Fluffy lets go. And the bird flies low level to a tree in front of my house. And then it's laying there. Wow. So Fluffy's like, wait, wait, what happened? Where'd it go? Like, wait, what's going on? So <laughs> my kids and I, we walk over there, and we're like, is it going to make it? And I start looking, and I'm like, the bird is gasping. And I'm like, "Nah, I don't think it's going to make it. It's a beautiful bird. Mm. I don't know what kind of bird it was. We've been starting to get into birds more. Yeah. So I'm looking there with my kids. They're, my kids have just turned 6 and 8, and then my daughter is 10. She'll be turning 11 in a couple of days. So we're watching this bird, and we're essentially watching it pass mm. because it's. I'm trying to discern if it's getting a break or if it's going to die. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to put out its misery. Like, So I'm running through all these life questions right. in front of my kids. <laughs> and then it just occurred to me, it's like, this this bird's going to pass. Yeah. You know? So we watched it take its last breath. wow, And we watched its body change after it, it breathed. And so we, my kids and I, said a prayer. Yeah. We just thanked the bird for its life, right. for the story it led, for the conclusion of its life, and that this whole thing unfolded in front of my kids. And my kids were like, rolling with it and we were like we, we, we didn't take it for granted we actually gave thanks for the bird's absolutely, life absolutely. for the state of its beauty we were sorrowful over the way it ended but we also believed that it was possibly supposed to go this way mm-hmm. so kind of said a prayer did a, did a little thing uh, took care of the bird uh, afterwards and put a kind of a conclusion or a sense on what had transpired because mm. it could have been left as a random
1: oh yeah, a randomized yeah. thing <laughs> absolutely. Where you, and
0: you just kind of go the option was there to kind of go like that didn't fit into the economics of our day. There's no value equation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was, an, if anything at best it was an inconvenience, but the op- opposite it was true, which was to your point. Cause you were saying sometimes we need to see the extension to nature and like, yeah. and it's like, no, nah, there was something there that happened. There was an event. There was a, a competing set of values that were going on. This cat has uh, natural inclinations to catch, to hunt. Mm-hmm. And it wanted to bring an offering yeah. And so um, it brought an offering to my home. I can either discount that offering or I can actually give thanks for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that sounds super weird. No, no, I no. Mean, it's real, though. Yeah, okay. It's real. But also to help my kids understand, like, that was a real life that actually had life and breath. And we just watched it take its last breath. Absolutely. And there's there's a immense value in acquainting ourselves with this because it's coming for all of it's us. It's coming for all yeah. of us. Um, no, I think
2: that's I mean, the that scope is huge. And I think, like... It, I think if we had a better sense of our own mortality, oh yeah, we'd have a much better sense of the things in our life that we actually need more of. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I think it would be, oh, uh, it's probably not this new stupid series on Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we probably don't need another one of those, aside <laughs> from Mandalorian. But well, everything else, for that. yeah, that's uh, for uh, you know, what I'm saying, like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you know, like we don't need that one more series. We don't need that one more thing. But, uh, but there are other things we need that actually are yeah. much better. No, and no, I think no, that there's sure. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of groaning going on in this time right now. Cause like we feel that, yeah, you know, and like, whatever, this is going to be probably uh, an inflammatory statement for some people listening or whatever. But it's, uh, there's, if, you know, I tend to believe that a lot of people's problems with things like lockdowns and masks have nothing to do with lockdowns and masks. It has everything to do with the fact that they don't fully comprehend how much they need to be around other people Mm -hmm. in real specific spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, and, the only way they know how to, like, push back against that is by saying, oh, I'm not going to wear my stupid mask. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know and I'm like? It's like, I don't know. There's probably people out there being, like, super flagrant with just being ignorant about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think that just from some of the things, even from the opening night of the show mm-hmm. that come oh, out, yeah, yeah. is, they, I mean, I don't know me. how many people yeah. came up to any of us Yeah, dude. and said, this, I needed this. I needed this. this. I
0: forgot. You know, <sighs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I haven't
2: been in the space like this, and it's like, And we had we had our spacing, we had our numbers low, we had our masks on, we had our hand sanitizer. Like we were following all those things, and people were still saying, "I need this for sure."
1: And what what's crazy, and I and I feel comfortable saying this, you know, like I actually feel confident saying this. Like my my dad, he he passed away like two nights before the show. So the day of install, like my dad had passed away, and honestly, I I feel like it. It relates to that amount of people that came into that space. Like this, like, and it relates to your story about the bird and mm-hmm. like, like death is not, you know, uh, like it, we, you know, th- like you're saying, that sense of the mortality, like these are the things that like even propel us more into life. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I've learned so much and then I'll continue to learn. And it's not like, you know, there's not any pain there, but in terms of just like perspective and like, you know, the the value of life. Like mm-hmm. even like, you know, I value I value my mom's life more. I value everybody that I talk, just conversations, just everything, just whatever. Like I think that there's so much of that that and, and and like art talks about that and, you know, talking conversations deal with it and like the the life that was in that room, you know, it was very surreal at the time, but like the collective energy of that space and all the work that was on. And it it just points to so much of, like, not taking things for granted. And I think that that's what art for me does in in a way that always brings me back to it. Like, just there's so much that we take for granted. Like, even just this water right in front of me, this cup of water, like, I, I just, you know, see so much in it. And I think that without... Being able to like tell these stories or talk in these ways, like, and and be in a room with each other, you know, like, and be isolated from one another, like, I we just like, ha- I just challenge myself every day to push through the isolation, even if I'm feeling like hesitant or you know whatever. So it's like, um, anyway, that's that's kind of like going in different places, yeah, 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 but yeah. and just in terms of like. Things not happening Like In In vain And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um You telling that story You know it it, it it It's It's not just like a Whatever thing It's like actually va- Valuable In a way that's not Um Based on Like a monetary exchange Or those 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 interpersonal Interspecies relations yeah. Like all that
0: Yeah it's like It's real I mean that You know just to add add To your point Like in the story Like so like that day, you you're, you messaged me your, your father passed away, which yeah. is, a, you know, it, it, horrible, uh, upsetting, and we've known each other for a long time. So there's a lot there, and then and then later that day, my dad messaged me that his dad passed away right, same day. Right, right. So you're sitting there, you're sitting there doing this show called <laughs> the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse yeah. with you with uh, you know guys you love, friends, brothers, essentially, and Absolutely. excitement, culminative excitement in the backdrop of loss of life Mm -hmm. at different levels of experience and relationship and all that's like being, it's all, it's all on the table. Absolutely. You know, and it's on the table, even the night of the opening Mm -hmm. and against the backdrop of a society where people are are dying, but they've been dying all they Like they've always been always been dying. So it's, it's, it's these uh, manner of death that we either prefer or don't,
1: yeah uh, without really
0: thinking too hard about it we've yeah. got we've got preferable ways to go <laughs> yeah. but there is you know so it's this weird backdrop and in against that mm-hmm. then you have all these people coming out that are like really i mean it was like i feel like we we did a once in a lifetime thing because covid is a real thing galleries yeah. weren't opening up for sure we took a risk in it no one got. We had no reports of COVID. no. Nah, nah. I'm super thankful for. Everybody yeah. was wearing masks. People did it right. All but it was expansive life. between Ominous show and y'all show, which is still up, and y'all need to come see it. Yeah. Um. So it was expansive and and it really was nourishing. It was super nourishing. Like people really were built up from it. So, I, it, but you couldn't. But you couldn't box that in. No, no. Like you couldn't box that in. And like, if I could, you know. You know, one of the things when we checking in with you, you said my dad would want me to do this show. He would, he would. You know, and yeah. like you, you made a choice to out of your relationship to to recognize that. And I think like that's the thing. It's like we yeah. we have to keep making these choices against the backdrop of adversity and difference. But, Absolutely. Um, and sometimes
1: those things I feel like can 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 propel us into further into like yo. like conviction of I have a choice I can either like go into despair or Mm -hmm. I can like go into like this the the freedom Mm -hmm. like it's like the you know you can choose you know but and, and and I feel like in that sense, like surrendering to the season. Like this is, that's just, that's the season right now. And it's like, like life, you know, like nature, like it's, it's not going to stop. Like Mm -hmm. if a tree, if a tree dies, another tree is going to grow. And that's not that. And then you, you thank the tree. You don't, Mm -hmm. you don't say like, oh, that was just a wasteful tree. Like you actually honor it, like, and keep the legacy alive of the forest. Like, I think that in the same way, I'm trying to do that for my dad. Like, you know, keep the legacy alive and not stop and go Mm -hmm. into despair. Like, because that's part of sur- surrendering and I, that's what he will want me to do. And I feel like, uh, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And also fear is something that I feel like, um, I've been able to, sometimes things hold, hold, hold me back, even though like I've done so many things, but still there's, you know, there's things that, that tell you that hold you back and say like, "Oh, don't do this; it's not mm-hmm. gonna work." But like, no. There's like you, you just like converting that fear and like transmuting it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just energy.
0: Yeah. You just yeah, like yeah, yeah. you just
1: push through it. But it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. Obviously, it's a daily thing, and I'm kind
0: of rambling now. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm kind of interested in that because that's the. So I watched the Mike Tyson fight, <laughs> okay, and Mike no. Tyson said he said, "I did this." Because I'm scared to death. That's I love Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's been. He's funny how how <laughs> how some busted up people can become like the sages of the future. Exactly. Like so, he's just like he's like I'm not doing this because I'm confident. Yeah. He's like I'm doing this because I'm scared. And, yeah. but he's like, but I can't. I can. Why 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 not go for it? Like why not see? Ooh, right. And then he's like he's like I used to fight for myself, but you know I'm fighting this money's going to go to other people. And it was like, man, it's some. I mean, it's like yeah, like. I think what I loved about the fight was kind of what you were saying is there's this guy, I always jokingly say you can tell how old people are by the back of their head. So when you watch like movies, like I wanted to do a video series called Back of the Head because if you watch older actors, they struggle. You know how old they are as soon as they turn around. You see their neck and the back of their head, their hair starts to sit different and their That's neck real. is rick. So like Harrison Ford like in, in Star Wars in Force Awakens, the back of his head, man, once you see the back of his head, you're like, yeah, plastic surgery didn't touch that well enough. Like You could see his age or his elbows. And so, but Mike Tyson, man, back of the head, you could see his old man head, dude. Mm. He couldn't hide it. Mm. And so he was like, he came walking up in short shorts. His legs didn't look quite what they used to. You could see his age, man. Yeah. But he could still throw down. Oh, but yeah. He, I mean, he threw down as an old man, though. He Absolutely. Did, Stoop Dog was like, this is like my uncle. I said it. I was like, he looks like uncle at a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Like, he looks like he's ready to barbecue. And then later they were fighting, and Stoop Dog's like, this looks like my uncle's fighting at a barbecue, man. It's like, that's what it looks like. But the thing is, like, you only, I mean, it's the cliche, you only did once, but it's like, it's there's a true, lot of things you can do, and I think there's better things to do and not, but I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm excited he did it, man. Me too. Like, 54 years old, he threw down, and um, and he was geeked up, and I'm like, yeah, like, it, it just pushes on that whole, um, not to harp on plastic surgery, like, there was Mario Lopez <laughs> from Saved <laughs> by the Bell, man, has... Got his face hooked up recently, and I, he was a good-looking dude. And, and um, let's just say his face wasn't moving the same way. Okay, yeah. so him, you know, being the DJ of the, yeah. of the event, and Mike Tyson's face has not been hooked up. Right. So right, you right. see his age, you see his the wearing of his face, and I actually appreciate. Oh it. yeah, the I natural like, state. Yeah, we need we need more natural state. Human existence, yeah. just—I mean, we're random at this point. Tonight, but <laughs> no, it's a yeah, no. we need that. We need the fra- the point is the frailty and the and, and like not hiding those things. Yeah, yeah.
1: also, like, I mean, and yeah. and I'm not like I'm not like anti. You know, you, you do what you want to do. Yeah, body but but I will say like, oh, and I'm not trying to romanticize about the East or whatever. But there is something super beautiful about like. You know, like the like the martial art like master. You know, it's like older. You know, like or dude, like older that's, that's older real, woman. Where else do you see that? Like man? like the value yeah. in like just age. Like yeah. I think that there's something so beautiful. And like and, and America is like youth, 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 youth. But there's yeah. still so much
0: youthfulness. It, I'm like like be, you're even more old young listen, when you're I, old. It's yeah. kind of hard to explain. No, nah, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times the youth sucks.
1: <laughs> right. You don't like, know what you're
0: doing. You don't even know what you're doing. And that's <laughs> and listen, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not even really saying I do now. Yeah. But yeah, I am yeah, saying yeah. if there is any accruing value to experience, then yeah. I can tell you that sometimes y'all lack imagination and you suck. No, and, no, no, no. Yeah. Shout- you, 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 uh, re- it's a reduction to your capacity, which is not fully um, uh, tapped out or expressed so what happens is everything lowers as a standard of experience to yeah. to so like I have I I'm feeling like I'm going through a thing that's why I'm disqualifying myself here where I'm grouchy <laughs> towards pop culture and a way I've never been before <laughs> but I'm just like I'm tired like I'm tired like I'm tired of Instagram but I can't turn it off no 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 real yeah. it's real like yeah. I can't stop looking and I'm like I hate this and yeah, I can't stop yeah. looking and I I don't care about, I know. Like, I'm like how, what has happened where I can't not notice, but I, but I don't, but I hate it. I don't understand right. it. It's a weird thing. But the redundancies, man, like I, I just think like it's hitting me the way it's hit my dad's friends. And when I was a kid that were like, nah, you don't understand. Like when my dad's friends <laughs> would argue that Dr. J was as good as Michael Jordan. I was yeah, like, no, yeah. he's not. He'll never be as good as Michael Jordan. And now I'm older. I'm like, dang, man, like he was pretty dope. Like, <laughs> no, for he sure. was really good Um it's living with that fact of the way most of us are at different life stages but now i'm on the other side of it and you're like dang man you can't yeah. you can't make people know you can't convince people but you got to live with it and i think our saturation with pop culture is higher than it's ever been because of the medium and the means right, and so right i think that's what was interesting about mike tyson i guess as a as a weird cultural artifact is is they did this thing with a lot of youthful Cats and you know, like young, younger rap artists, and like, and then, and then it was like, this is so culturally biased for me. But then <laughs> Lil Wayne bounced out on on performing last minute, so Snoop Dogg showed up last minute oh, and did it, yeah. like did his deal, and I was like, man, this dude held it down old school style. He just oh, killed yeah. it. Then he came on and killed it as the 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 host. Oh yeah, and then Mike Tyson came on and like it was like he was, I mean, it feels so biased, but I felt like he was letting people know like. Y'all y- soft. like. Nah, 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 I gotta like put, there was got a got to put a contrast. some respect on his name, Yeah, man, <laughs> there was a contrast there. And I, I say that with hesitation because I'm like, I don't know if it's just because it's from my era no, or not. No, I know, I know. You know what I mean? But it did make so- – it was a weird contrast of, like, pop culture. And Mike Tyson's pop culture – But then there was like a realness that broke through like that man, that man got high before he fought. After (laughs) he fought, he was so hyped. He was like, I'm ready to fight again. Roy Jones (laughs) was holding himself and he's like, I'll need to talk to my team and my family. He was hurting, man. Like he, he was trying to hide how hurt he was. It was funny, dude. Like it was just an interesting, like wasn't he in an interview, like, uh, he was like, yo, I
1: used to wrestle, like, bears and tigers. Like, I'm sad. I can't, like, yeah. I, I can't do it <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, I like, can't do it <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, I have no idea why we're talking about I guess, oh, you know, <laughs> well, boxing
1: is the lane, though. Dude, boxing is the real, real, like, if people want to get down to, like, some, like, you know, and I'm still down with, like, you know, man. the technique. technique like, the, the, the martial arts, Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Well, the first
0: boxer, I, and I forget, they <laughs> called him the technician, man, he was so good, and I haven't watched a boxing match since Mike yeah. Tyson. So that was... hilarious for me it's like been 15 or 20 years
1: yeah
0: but um but um but yeah just the art of the sport and how that art is sort of lost to like mixed martial arts and right hyperbole hyperbole and wrestling and other stuff which i you know i'm down with some wrestling every now and then yeah yeah but um (laughs) but yeah like the old master like just like yeah the not hiding like the Master Yoda vibe, it you know, the exactly. aged character, mm-hmm. the aged being, yeah, you was, know, that there is something to strive after that that uh, grows along with us as makers, as artists. I think that's why I was excited to see the Philip Gustin show again, uh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, kind of get yeah, a fresh yeah, yeah. take on, on an artist that had lived through a life cycle, a life, you know, the full life stage or whatever. Right. Um, yeah,
1: th- there's like and and I you know what I'm saying I youth culture is like huge inspiration to me obviously yeah you know? but I know, but yeah. but but notwithstanding though like I think of something that's like timeless you know like I think like there's certain I, all all I want to I really want to see like things that'll stand the test of time and you can't know until foresight um I mean to hindsight but I I, just, I, I think like. A lot of things get gassed up more than they need to get gassed up. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying.
0: Hey, here's a here's a here's maybe what I, this is a quote from uh, a friend. A uh, few of us know Cam, his name is Cam Anderson. Like he had posted this on Facebook, and it was from this book written in 1979 called "The Culture of Narcissism." Oh yeah, I read American that. Life read in that. an Age of Diminishing Expectations. This yeah, quote is yeah, pretty yeah. pretty interesting. It said, um, "The narcissist has no interest in the future because." In part, he has so little interest in the past. Mm. In a narcissistic society, a society that gives increasing prominence um, and encouragement to narcissistic traits, the cultural devaluation of the past reflects not only the poverty of the prevailing ideologies, which have lost their grip on reality and abandoned the attempt to master it, but the poverty of the narcissist's inner life. Mm. Mm. No, 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 it's real. That's uh, American historian Christopher Latch. (laughs) Nineteen seventy nine. The poverty external poverty is a reflection of the internal poverty. Mm.
1: That 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 speaks to that richness that you're we talking about. Yeah, like yeah. That was in nineteen seventy nine, man. That no, sounds it like prophetic. that was for today,
0: dude. Yeah, Super
1: pro- no, I remember reading that and being like it was like around the time when like MySpace and stuff started to pop up and I was like, Oh yeah, like it was sounded just ringing so heavy and that was before, like but like yeah, that richness of that experience, like I feel that um also like with this year too, I feel like even looking at Instagram and all that stuff or whatever, you know, people are not going out as much, you know, traveling yep. or doing this like I think of the interactions that I've had like during this time that are even like, you know, just just time spending that uh, speaks to a richness that I could that I can never experience with like internet. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, saying,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I so backtracking, I don't really think youth culture sucks. No, no, no. I, no it's no. just it's just that what you want is what I could never receive from older older cats that would talk to me when I was younger, yeah, which is yeah. I couldn't let them I, it's like I was so bound up in my narcissism that I couldn't I couldn't heed the wisdom for which sure, could be for sure. which which is as a way of saying like the tra- it's transformative when you heed the wisdom of of those that have lived Uh, preceded you because it gives more opportunity to you in that maximum moment. So it's like if I would have heeded more of the counsel and wisdom of of older heads in my life at the time, I probably would have uh, uh, gotten to a certain place faster, been a little more robust in in what I did, but also a little more (laughs) sensitive to those around me, if not even thoughtful or even considerate, which all of it would have manifested what we're talking about today uh, sooner and with greater ease by comparison. And so when yeah. you see the culture struggle, um, the narcissism blinds you to the past and the, uh, the future in order to maintain the present. And that's the destructive component is because we're not thinking about the past nor the future. Yeah. And yeah. so what happens is you bump into the same problems that your predecessors did. Mm-hmm. And you that's the whole, like you end up repeating the cycle, the cycle. Yeah. And I think, what I'm finding as I transition into being an older middle-aged dude <laughs> out of that, out of being that person is that like I was wrong about some stuff. Same. And so are you. And, and mm-hmm. the best I got today is that I'm probably about wrong about things I said today on this episode. No, absolutely, and will certainly be wrong about some things going forward. So <coughs> the only thing I can do is try to posture myself in more humility.
1: Same, same. You know what I'm saying? I used to think I was right. Up. That's when I said like you don't know what you're doing. Is like there are certain attitudes that I had like when I was younger that I thought that I was right about these things yeah. that necessarily like you know. E- <laughs> He's like that humility piece. Yep. You get a little older, you're like, "Uh, you are not right about that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because you either do or you double down and you insist on. <laughs> and that's when things get real destructive when you insist on your rightness to the detriment of, of what seems obvious. Yeah. And, and in contrast to that. Um, one other, other thing I want to kick around with you, man, like, kind of along this line is like, you have lived through some kind of know and be known, almost celebrity level. Like, you have, you have, you know, there are certain circles that you track in. Like you have shown and produced work all around the world mm-hmm. multiple times over. Within so specific niches, like, yeah, it's like real yeah, niche, yeah, yeah. So like, how has the reality of that like matched up with maybe your earlier <laughs> youthful desires for it? Oh yeah. If yeah. that's fair to say, like, so like the desire, <clears throat> like at at any point, all of us have probably been like, man, I'd like to be known. For oh being yeah. a, I'd like to be famous for being a painter, show wherever I want. Like, so not to put you on the spot, man, but I just feel like you could speak to that however you want. I'm just curious to know your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I remember being like when I was younger, like around, I don't know, 22, 23 or something like that. Like I'm 35 now. There was a time, there was this magazine called Super Super Magazine and it was produced in the UK. And it was all about like youth culture, people who are like popping on the Internet. And me and my friends like all we wanted to do like we just wanted to be like recognized in Super Super Magazine for our like music or like our like art and stuff like that. That was like our like biggest aspiration like at the time. But like yeah, eventually like we were in it, me and my friend. But like it, it's like it was just like whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it was cool. Like but it was it didn't live up to yeah. like how I felt it would live up to. Um, Traveling and being able to play shows in different places. I'm super grateful for that in terms of like being able to see different places of the world that I've always wanted to see. And that's been like, you know, I can't put a price on that and people that I've met and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it hasn't like, I can't really say it's brought me like, the happiness or whatever mm. that I thought it would, you know, it, it, it brings me like joy that I've been able to go to those places, but it's not like, you know, I've been able to say, oh, um, now I can just, uh, now I feel like I've lived my life or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I'll, I'll often, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times I don't even think about, those places that I, I don't even it doesn't even it's somewhere in the on in the subconscious mm-hmm. definitely but like I don't really think about it that much I mean I live in I live in Chesterfield I'm, I, yeah <laughs> and yeah. that's where, that's where my head space... I don't I also I also don't think about the past a lot which mm-hmm. is really you know in the moments when I'm talking about something sure. like oh I see something on TV I'm like oh I've been there but I don't really meditate on it so much yeah. maybe that's like to my like not the best thing but I will say. There is, okay, you could say like it's brought me some capital in, in a sense of like, you know, people like hitting me up and say, hey, do you want to do this? Or, hey, like you can be in the show. But at, at the same time, though, I don't think <coughs> in, the, in the sense of like the value of my life and the value of interpersonal relationships, like it's still like right now on a ground level. I talked to my friend Clay who is in Florida right now. We went to college together our communication and my my communications with him mean more the world than like any of these places that I've been yeah. like the fact that he knew my dad the fact that you know when I lived in Florida for a little bit he would come to my house when I was like super out of it you know mm-hmm. so like he, he's coming to in January to visit you know yeah. and I'm super I'm more excited about that than I have been about like you know a lot of things so it's not like the you know I, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it and say like, oh, things that you desire are going to let you down. Cause yeah. like I'm still grateful, super grateful for those places that I've been, but I wanna say like ultimately those are not the things that define me mm-hmm. or have defined me. Um but <sighs> It it it's 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 paradoxical because I I still do identify as a very like you know I I a person like I can talk to anybody from anywhere mm-hmm. in the world and I and I value that yeah you know like in an interpersonal way of like human connection and um experiencing many cultures mm-hmm. which I bring into my work as well and experiencing yeah. these these things firsthand but <coughs> at the same time though I think that like you know going viral within specific niches, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff is gone. Like, you know, I released, an, I released an EP, like, The Night of the Show, you know, which is, like, to me, one of my favorite albums that I've ever done. Like, I, I had so much fun with it. And, like, when I released this other album, like, it was, you know, PR agents, you know, there was a big campaign. It was in, like, Reviewed in Pitchfork or whatever yep. and then stuff like that. This album, like one Italian person wrote about it, you know, but it's like, so it's like, all in your those, mind, it's like, yeah, inspired. yeah, 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 yeah. In my mind, I'm like, yo, this is great. Like, yep. I, I, feel more free with that album than I did even with that and the the, the album that got all the press. So it's like, I, it's it's yeah, a whole different way of moving now. Yeah. Like, you know, even with the clothes, you know, what I'm saying, I don't, I don't really care like how much it picks up. Like, if 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 like. If, like, one of my friends, if I can make, like, a dress and, like, you know what I'm saying, like, a, a handbag that, like, one of my friends, like, that I've known for a while is appreciates it and, and it brings value to it. Like, that'll make me, like, bring me more joy mm-hmm. than, like, you know, it going down, like, a New York runway or whatever. I don't right.
0: know. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting, man, I because like, I feel like not everybody could speak to that. Yeah. yeah, the way that you can. I, I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't share those same experiences. So yeah, like I can't speak to it as directly as you, or just from the experiences. No, everybody has a. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, man.
1: No, no, no. It's been good. It's. Yeah. It's. It's. And uh, like.
0: You seem um, a lot freer since then if we were to talk I like, feel freer. Yeah, you seem a lot freer to me. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I
1: definitely feel like yeah, like less burdened by some things that that burdened me before. Um so I I I'm grateful for that and you know uh just want to continue and also but like interacting with people definitely and like talking with people. Yeah. That definitely I feel like more than anything Um, those social interactions, uh, help me to like, get me out of myself Mm -hmm. in ways that like, you know, you start to think about those things that like, oh, you're not living up to this. You're not living up to that. No, you're just like, you're, when you're talking to somebody, you're just living. Yeah. It's not even like living up to it. It's like, you're so in the moment right? that like, and then it's like, I want to share stuff with you. I want to make stuff for you. Like. I, I I meet up with somebody I'm like I want to make I want to make something for you and they're like I want to make something for you let's yeah. trade you know yep. it's like mm-hmm. um, yeah nothing will be able to really like I, and I think that also this this time has been good in that sense for like certain I mean like those types of like um, idols that people have like celebrity worship or stuff like that it's like people you know are. F- being forced to just like yo no you got to like get out there and like mm-hmm. you know actually you know live your life because i don't know i'm not saying that it's, it's like that for everybody but i think like a lot in the way that things have slowed down in a certain way like people have to really like look at things differently
0: yeah i always go back to it i keep uh, a friend of mine posted <laughs> something about Kobe Bryant yeah. and he's like man i still i still think about it i was like it's weird man i, I wasn't even a huge kobe fan yeah but for some reason it's the one celebrity death that got me.
1: No, no, no. no I still no, think
0: no. about it like way more than I care to admit. And I think it's because he was a supreme picture of kind of like um a lot of the things that we value as Americans, especially. Yeah. And he's a very sort of worldly cat in the best sense. I mean, For he sure. grew up in Italy. So but he just had his brilliant mind. Uh, uh, ascended to the top in his craft Yeah Entrepreneurial He was like a proud father You know of his daughters Like s- Stayed married to one person Like he was doing a lot of things Right With endurance In an enduring way mm-hmm. And with excellence So you mm-hmm. have endurance Excellence Youth Good looking guy I mean so I'm just saying Like when you put it all together Success repeatedly the Guy won an Oscar for his film For sure yeah. Like he was producing these books Yeah Um and I love, you know, I'm always intrigued by entrepreneurs, especially with crossovers. Definitely. Like, I'm always interested in how someone crosses over. So all that to say, something about his death that kicked off 2020 and was like a foreshadow, that a dark wild. foreshadow for 2020. Like, the day he died, I was teaching my daughter how to draw for the first That's time. That's crazy. Ivory. So how to shade. I was teaching her things I like teach college. Yeah. And, you know, she's seven at the time. Um, and so something about that, I think, has bugged me. Or stayed with me, or, or or encapsulated a kind of internal sorrow. Yeah. Because it's like mourning the death of a false hope mm. in the wrong things. Mm. That's. Huge. Meaning, because 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 I'm I'm always like Kobe Kobe Bryant died, I he's know. gone. I know he yeah. died. Yeah. Like, it's like normally it's like the idea that the best somehow.
1: Thrive, thrive,
0: and so there's this idea that there's a hope that passes through your excellence, yeah. and you're like, nah, Kobe Bryant died right. at 40, right. at 40 years old, with a massive future ahead of him. As far, I mean, like I was like, dude, I think his post basketball career is gonna be better than his NBA career. Right. That's that's what I really thought. I was like, I'm curious to see this man, but I think because it's a reflection in a weird way of like your smaller scale hopes for yourself, mm. and so it's like a gut check, like mm. what are you actually putting your hope in? That's real. And, yeah, I don't know. So th- I think that's been like the it encapsulates that for it me does. Mm-hmm. and it, does. it puts me in check on all the stuff that we talk about doing and we are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the localized expression of working for my friends and with my friends, has started to really resonate with me mm. uh, because I think that's probably my proper target. Mm. I, don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird morbid note. No, um, it's,
2: it's real though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. 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 It, it's, it's solid, man. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's probably also a good spot to just kind of, Kind of close things out on, because it's a, sure. I mean, it's a. It's a good thing to let it kind of sit with us, right? I think that's even just kind of coming full circle back to where we started. You know, mm-hmm. that we kind of have that chance to to think about the choices we make and the way we want to. Like, um, I don't know. Let certain things be a part of, of our uh, creative and professional practice. Uh, what things we don't want to have be a part of it. Like these are important decisions, you know, and it and it takes some time, just like we were talking about, like in a museum, it takes some time to sit with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it takes uh, some time. Sit with it and consider. So um
0: well, you know. real fast, where do we where do we where do we find you, man? What do we what do you got anything you got coming up you want to share and where do we find you?
1: Um Shamelessly, I know we were just talking about Instagram, but that's basically do it. I love Instagram, man. <laughs> I just said exactly. I hate it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate certain
0: things about it, but I love it.
1: That's based. Yeah, it's 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 a double edged sword. Like that's why I've been like posting like a lot of things I've been working on, or it's uh like promoting like if I do new music or if I got a new project coming up. I mean, I got new collection of garments in the works that should. I should be featuring uh, towards the end of the year, early January, um, and uh, working on some new music. Um, hit me up for like art advising, music advising as well, doing that on Zoom and in person when possible. And also, um, bigger project in the works, but it's for 2022, is Iroka's first uh, full-on fashion show, which will be in um, Vienna, so I'm working on that project with a couple of people talking about community. Like, I'm working with like people that I went to school with on um, stage design, video production for it, and also different performers and models that I know, and getting my brother involved. So it's a longer term project, but that's that's what's like. Um, Slated for the future, it was supposed Mm. to be in 2021, but because of COVID, it turned into 2022, which is better because it'll give more time.
2: Mm. Legit, man. It sounds like you got a lot of
0: stuff on your plate. Keep painting though, dude. Don't quit. Yeah, for real. We'll have to have you come back (laughs) again just to do a very like nerdy talk strictly on painting.
1: No, exactly. It's funny, like, how it didn't go. (laughs) go There'll be more painting and like, because definitely that'll be incorporated into more of the designs, etc., and just like life. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, you know, as always, everybody out there, thanks for listening. We love you guys. You're a fantastic audience. And thanks, Chino, for coming by and talking with us again. And we will catch you all all next time. Later. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.